everybody, it's Jessica and Sadie here, and today we're talking about episode 3 of season 5 of The Amazing Race. I didn't look up the air date, but it was probably somewhere in July, 20, not 2024, 2004. Yeah. Is that good enough, or should I look it up? <laughs> probably just look it up. It's okay. going to bother me. <laughs> <laughs> July 20th, 2004. So, last episode... We ended in Uruguay, and Allison and Donnie were eliminated. Not super sad about that. Yeah. (laughs) So we are headed into leg three, and Brandon and Nicole are the first to depart at 11.50, and Charlotte and Myrna depart at 11.51, they kind of form a little alliance. But what does the clue say? I didn't write that down. <clears throat> it says, drive yourself 60 miles to Buenos Aires to the domestic airport and fly to San Carlo de Berloche, which is at the base of the Andes Mountains. You have $11 for the sake of the race. Okay. Which is in, like, the Patagonia region, right? Mm-hmm. So they... Left this the made the main city to go to a, like a ranch outside of Buenos Aires. Now they're going back to get to the airport and to fly. Wait, so last episode was not Uruguay. Last episode was Argentina. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, that was wrong. They all kind of run together. <laughs> okay, so they leave the pit stop. It's at eleven fifty p.m. Yes, it's the middle of the night. Um. They apparently have to drive through this, like, little mud, like, street of mud to get out. And they're, like, driving through the mud. And Nicole is driving. And Brandon tells her to stop. He's like, stop driving. She's like, but won't I get stuck? And he's like, no. And she stops and they get stuck. stuck. (laughs) Her wheels just spin in the mud. And luckily, they're on a ranch, so a tractor tractor. (laughs) pulls them out. (laughs) But they, yeah, get a little bit stuck. But Charla and Myrna, they could have just lot like gone, but they stopped to like make sure that they were okay. Yeah, they and like they they passed the muddy part and then stopped and kind of walked back and um, <laughs> Charlotte touched a electric fence. And yeah, I just got electrocuted. I got electrocuted. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because they it shows that happening and she like her hands like shaking like. <laughs> It's so funny. So then when they're driving out, Brandon and Nicole are behind Sharla and Myrna now. And Sharla and Myrna go the wrong direction. Mm-hmm. And Brandon and Nicole are like, well, like. <laughs> I know, because at this point, you know, I mean, you don't have cell phones or something. It's not like you yeah. can call them and be like, hey, you guys, turn the other way. That's the wrong way. So they just go. Yeah, the right they go way. the right way, and Charlotte and Myrna are like, well, now we're behind because we trusted someone, but what did she expect him to do? And you weren't trusting them. You, you're you the one that was in front, and you went the wrong way. Yeah. So. It didn't, like, have a huge effect on their no, time, though. No, it didn't. But this was, like, the first of many little alliances that Brandon and Nicole made this episode. Oh, yeah. I feel like. And also... A couple of times where Charlotte and Myrna, like, felt like they couldn't trust other teams. Yeah. So, it's kind of a theme with these two teams. Everybody else kind of leaves really closely after, so we'll just... 
say those times. So Jim and Marsha leave at 1221. Linda and Karen leave at 1228. Bob and Joyce at 1231. Colin and Christy at 1232. And then the brothers at 1241. Chip and Kim at 108. And Cammie and Carly at 113. So there's kind of a big difference from the first to the last groups, like an hour and a half. But they're all headed to the airport, mm-hmm. so they're all headed to the airport in the middle of the night. The that. great equalizer. Yeah. <laughs> and it's they know it's like a domestic airport to somewhere in the same country. So a lot of times like these smaller domestic airports are not open or mm-hmm. you know, you're not getting Don't have as right many now. flights. So yeah, the teams start getting to the airport and they are finding out that well, they're hearing at this point that all the flights to Bariloche are full and the next one doesn't leave until 10 30 a.m and then we have a lot of airport stuff happening yeah like a lot a lot marshall and lance had a flat tire on the way to the airport and they changed it in 13 minutes that's pretty good that's really good (laughs) (laughs) they were talking like they didn't know what they were doing yeah they're like okay let's just figure it out and then they're like how far did that put us behind 13 minutes yeah okay (laughs) nice i didn't notice the 13 minute part but I think I could, we could change a tire. I mean, have you, we've I, talked about it before on this, on this um, podcast. I know how. I don't know if I've actually ever done it I've like, myself. I've seen it done in front of my eyes lots of times. Yes. <laughs> I've helped before. I've never done it myself. But yeah. between the two of us, we could do it yeah. for sure. Okay. So the teams are all at the airport and the people are kind of like asking. They know that there's a 1030 available for pretty much all of them. But they start asking around and the brothers ask bob and joyce to watch their bags and so they leave their bags and go to a ticket counter and they ask someone and they said that there's a 940 flight on a different airline the 940 flight still does have a few seats yeah well so they're not at the ticketing counter i think they're just like asking somebody at an information desk or something because charla gets in the line at the ticket counter yeah, it's like, a, it's like across the hall. Yeah. So the brothers are kind of like annoyed that they heard that there's a ticket and got in line before they did. And then they're like, well, are you guys buying Brandon and Nicole tickets? Because everybody, they were kind of like together. You know, they yeah. left the pit stop at the same time. They were teamed up a little bit. And he, the one brother, I don't know which brother it is. Mm, I, I can't quite tell them apart yet. Yeah. Asks Charlotte and Myrna if... They're also buying Brennan and Nicole tickets. And Mirna's like, we don't have to answer that question. Yeah. And he's like, what? Just answer the question. And he's, and Brennan and Nicole are standing right there. And he's like, I'm talking to them, not you. And she's like, Nicole, you don't have to answer that question. It's none of their business. And he's like, I have the right to ask them whatever I want. (laughs) Yeah. Quite the tip. And then he like walks away and he's He's super mad. I hate her so much. I can't even explain it to you. They call him Myrna and Shmyrna. Yeah. <laughs> but when they first arrive, Charlotte and Myrna do talk to Brandon and Nicole. And they were like, why did you leave us? And they were like, well, you were in front of us and you went the wrong way. And like, we, we waited for you, but you went the wrong way. And so they're like, okay, well, I guess we can trust them again if they will buy us tickets on this flight and like get all four of us on this flight. And then this whole thing went down with... Lance and Marshall. They also know that there's a 9:10 flight, but that one's full. Yeah, as of now. And then something weird happens here. Jim and Marsha go 
get tickets for that 910 flight. There's, there, she got, like, the last yeah. seat. There's one ticket, so she got it, and then they got a standby for the dad. Then Brandon and Nicole are in line, and they're asking Jim and Marsha to buy them tickets. Yeah. And the cousins are standing right there, and Mira's like, so are you having them buy your tickets? And Nicole's like, no. When she literally just said, we buy us yeah. tickets. And so they're, Mar- uh, Charlotte and Mira are basically like, we're just going to re- worry about ourselves. Yeah. Like that. They keep, like, lying to us. This, I don't know. I mean, I get trying to, like, secure your tickets earlier if you're kind of in the back of the line. But what advantage does another team have that's in the front of the line to buy the tickets for somebody that's in the back of the line? And, like, why is this a thing? Yeah, everybody asking everybody to buy their tickets. Yeah, just buy your own tickets. I mean, if you had a really, really strong alliance right. at this point, but none of them have a really strong alliance Obviously, yet. because they all Nikki, keep... <laughs> Nicole and Brandon, he calls, her, he calls her Nikki, but Nicole and Brandon are, like, asking everybody to, like, buy their tickets. Or, yeah, everybody. Like, <laughs> yeah. And it's causing problems with everybody. It caused a problem on the very first episode. Like... Stop asking people to buy your tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Just buy your own tickets. Just buy your own tickets. So pretty much everybody, not everybody, most people get tickets for the 1030 flight. The twins are the last ones to get there and they are told that the 1030 flight is full. Yeah. So they're really stressed out. They get on standby. Yeah. And they're still mad at Chip for the incident last episode. Mm-hmm. They had a little falling out with him. Which is dumb. And Chip says... Like, they seem sweet, but they're super competitive, and they'll cut your head off. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they'll bite your head off. I don't know what he said, but. Then there's another part where Sharla and Mirna are at another ticket agent, and they're trying to get on the 910. Oh and Sharla keeps telling them she needs to go to the doctoral for an emergency. Yeah. And, you know, she's like, she's a little person, and they feel bad for her, or, you know, that's what she, exactly what she wants them to do. I know. And she's like, I need to go to the Doctoro. The Doctoro. I don't know if I liked that. Like, yeah. I I don't mind them using her size to an advantage. Like, if somebody wants to help them, like, find a place or carry their stuff. But, like, to outright lie mm-hmm. and say you have to go to the doctor and it's an emergency, mm-hmm. I don't like that. And for some reason, Colin and Christy were at the ticket agent and were asking for 910 as well and got put at the top of the list for standby. So, Colin and Christy and Charlotte and Mirna got on the top of the list for standby. I don't know. Maybe it's because Colin can speak Spanish. I, that's kind of what I was thinking. So, Jim and Marsha, who had a ticket plus one standby, did not get on the 910 plane. And they forgot to buy get a standby for Marsha. Yeah, for anything <laughs> else. Like, that was... Yeah. Which I think it was really rude of the airline to have one person in a in a party already yeah. have a ticket and not put them at the top of standby. Right, and not, yeah, keep them together. That was crazy to me. But, yeah, Jim and Marsha did not get on the 910, and they did not go get tickets for 1030. And they or were sold out. <laughs> or 940. So, 910 had Colin and Christy and Charlotte and Myrna, so they have a pretty good lead. 940 have Brennan and Nicole and the brothers, and everybody else is on 1030, including Cammie and Carly, who got standby. But not Jim and Marsha. No. They who got standby. They got on an 1130 flight. That is a huge yeah. blow. So the first flight with Colin and Christy that and Charlotte and Myrna lands at 1130. 
Yeah. That sucks. Anyways, what they're supposed to do is to get in the big Jeeps and drive to the <laughs> the mayor's office of Berloche. I'm just trying to read my notes clue. in there. I, some, some things I'm like, what was I even trying to say here? <laughs> I'm trying to say. <laughs> anyway, continue. Um, anyway, I'll tell you a little bit about this place before we move on. It's called San Carlos de Bariloche, but people refer to, it, refer to it just as Bariloche. It's a city in the province of Rio Negro in Argentina. It's at the foothills of the Andes in the southern area of Argentina. So it's like right on the, the west. Um, what's it called when there's a line? <laughs> like border. <laughs> Gosh. Like, uh, the border. <laughs> the west border of Argentina on the border of Chile. Okay. Chile. <laughs> that south area of like that point of South America is called Patagonia region. Mm-hmm. And this city is, it kind of looks like Switzerland. I kind of thought the same thing. Because there was a lot of people from... It said, in the early 20th century, Swiss, German, and Austrian settlers decamped here, lured in by the invigorating alpine air and knee-buckling natural beauty. (laughs) European flourishes continue to abound in Bariloche, from the rustic wood chalets to the popularity of craft chocolate. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's like Switzerland. Yeah, and that's Switzerland what the, of South America. Yeah, the buildings looked like that. There yeah, was, very European. It all looked like that. According to the latest statistic, 2020's population was 135,704. So it's not super populated, but a lot of people travel there mm-hmm. for skiing, trekking, and mountaineer- mountaineering. I think it's a, a popular base station for people who climb the big peaks in mm-hmm. the Andes like Patagonia. It's famous for its winter sports. I wonder if they'd ever like hold a winter Olympics there, but their seasons are opposite. So I don't know if they would be able to do that. I know. That's kind of what I was thinking. Like they've had like a youth winter world something, you know, there was like a couple of minor things, not mm-hmm. like major Olympics, but the Olympics really cater towards the Northern Northern Hemisphere. hemisphere. Yeah. <laughs> Because, I mean, they do they, they do them in Australia, but... Those are summer Olympics, which is technically in winter for them, but it's still there. warm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like in Rio, it was still warm mm-hmm. when it was the summer Olympics. and Yeah, but you wouldn't really be able to have a winter Olympics in the southern hemisphere. Yeah, not at least not at the time that they're usually held. Mm-hmm. So, you can't throw it off. You can't do the winter Olympics in August. I wonder what <laughs> the difference of population between the northern and southern hemisphere is you know there are way more people in the northern hemisphere oh yeah seems like it well because both india and china are in the northern hemisphere there's eight billion people in the world i'm gonna guess like two live in the southern hemisphere okay. and six to do percentage how much how um, what percent do you think of the human population so that would is? be like 80 percent 90 percent of the human population is in the northern hemisphere that's wild that, yeah that is crazy the Earth's land mass is mostly in the hem- northern hemisphere. So yeah. that makes sense. I was going to say, like, Asia, Europe, most of that. Well, Africa is kind of half and half. But North America, yeah. You really only have South America and Australia. <laughs> and, like, yeah, the bottom half of Africa. Did I say that already? Hmm. Interesting. 
Well, we land in Bariloche, <laughs> and they get in the jeeps, and they have to drive themselves to the mayor's, the mayor of the city, and get their clue. <laughs> to go to the Chik- Chisicate factory. I That's how I chocolate. typed chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Typing on my phone, like in my Google Notes, and it doesn't autocorrect. That was... Yeah. Just a cutte factory. <laughs> and that clue says to make your way to the chocolate factory at San, San Martin, which is only two blocks away. And <coughs> which is not far. So when they get to the chocolate factory, it is a roadblock. And what they have to do is. It says who's got a sweet tooth. Yeah. They have to bite into little circle chocolates until they find one with a white center. There's 11,000 chocolates, and only 20 of them have a white center. So that really is, like, just comes down to luck, and that's it. (laughs) Yeah, and I was thinking, oh, do they replace the chocolates for the next team to come or something? No, they just, like, the ones that the teams before you get through are Already gone, so it's kind of an, well, I guess not really an advantage. It still doesn't matter. It's an advantage, but I'm like, oh, well, then there's only, by the time the last team gets there, there's only eight white chocolates left or something anyways it it looks hard not hard hard but like it is just based on luck pretty much yeah it's like the the haystack do you remember that one i'm pretty sure that's in season six oh where they have to unroll the haystacks oh yeah and the one team was out there for like hours and hours and hours and hours yeah i remember that one yeah that's in season six so Colin does the roadblock and Charlotte does it. And they basically, their tactic is not to really swallow. They Yeah, you just like bite and spit it out yeah. onto the floor and it's disgusting. It is disgusting. <laughs> Charlotte finds it first and they're get the, they get the clue and it says, drive yourself 12 miles to the Via Cathedral. Cathedral? Cathedral? I can't say it with the I didn't accent. Really know, so. <laughs> and take the gondola to the top of the mountain gondola (laughs) these two teams kind of stay at the front for the whole time colin doesn't take him too long to get it either Mm -mm. um and marshall shows up to do the roadblock well before so mirna and charlotte are driving away well first mirna can't get her car into gear and it rolls backwards and rolls into another car oh i didn't see that (laughs) yeah this and is where I switched from my phone back to my computer, so I was probably focusing on that. Yeah. So as they're driving away, her windows rolled down, and Lance yells out his window. He called. He's like, "Be bit biatch." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if we want it. I know. Edit. We, <laughs> we want to keep this a family-friendly podcast, so <laughs> yeah. you can uh, infer what he actually yelled. <laughs> and she was like, "What? Who was that? Did they just say what I think they said?" Which, it, that was really that was rude. rude to say. Like, that was, that's gross. Marshall is doing the roadblock. He tells Lance, he's like, let me know if you see a white one. So, like, they can s- obviously still help on these roadblocks. Yeah, because the teammate is standing behind a, gla- a glass. Yeah. Obviously, the second plane landed because that had Brandon and Nicole and um, the brothers. Oh, yeah. So, Marshall does it and Brandon does it. Mm-hmm. And Brandon finds it really fast. Mm-hmm. And Marshall doesn't. No, he does not. Because he's still doing it when the next plane arrives. Yeah. The next flight lands. Joyce, out of Bob and Joyce, does it. Linda, Chip, and 
they all kind of find it yeah not, not too hard when those two arrive they ask how long have you been here and he said that they've been there for an hour yeah to the brothers so that's a lot of chocolate mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of the twins i don't know which one mm-hmm. they all find it before he does that'd be so that would be so and he looks so disgusted like literally disgusted by the chocolate like, yeah it looks like i cannot eat another piece of chocolate <laughs> and then we were thinking like the last flight that left at eleven thirty doesn't land till one forty-five, so they're pretty far behind and then no there's no fast forward on this yeah. leg why i just feel like last know. season they talked about the fast forward like every single yeah leg. every single one there was an option they haven't said like why there isn't or yeah because like that jim and marcia i feel like would have to mm-hmm And they do arrive while some of these last couple of teams are still at the chocolate factory. So it was like, oh, you know, maybe, maybe there's a chance for them to catch up at this point. But then Lance finally does get the white piece of chocolate. And then Jim finds it as well. Oh, this was a funny thing. When the chipping came, we're running to their car and the twins were leaving their car. And Chip is like, go twins, go. And they were like, yeah, right. Yeah. And I'm like, he's actually a nice person. Yeah. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't do anything wrong. (laughs) It's annoying me that they're so mad at him. That also made me think of a question that I was going to ask you, like back to the airport stuff. Do you think it was wrong of Charlotte and Myrna to go get in line at the actual ticket counter before the brothers, even though the brothers like got the information about the flight first? No. I don't think so either. Just have to be quicker and faster and smarter (laughs) they need to talk quieter to the ticket person yeah like a lot of it i don't think it's like dirty or cheating or anything like that it's just you gotta do what you gotta do yeah what these teams gotta do is a detour (laughs) a detour when they're at the top of the mountain and that smooth sailing or rough riding smooth sailing is a tandem parasail off the mountain paraglide Pair, what's the difference? I think parasails in the ocean. Oh, okay. <laughs> Paraglide. Paraglide. <laughs> so it can be a scary task, but it will be over quicker. Or rough ride, which is they have to take a mountain bike six miles down the mountain. And Phil says it's not scary, but it will be. It takes longer. That looked scary. Yeah, we to both me. we both were like, I think it's scarier to mountain bike <laughs> downhill than paraglide. <laughs> That I would not terrifying. choose that one. Yeah. No, like I, I can ride a bike like on a city street, you know, but riding mm-hmm. downhill on a tiny path, uh. Uh-uh. And he said it's five thousand feet down. Oh my gosh! I'm like, we would actually probably die. <laughs> I don't <laughs> even make it to the bottom. <laughs> we have more chance of dying than like paragliding in the yeah, air than going on sure. a bike. Well, nobody chose that one, so we didn't see if it was actually scary or not, because everybody chose to paraglide. And Myrna is crying because she's, like, super terrified, but she doesn't want Charlotte to see. (laughs) Yeah. And let's see, who who goes first? Colin and Christy? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, everybody has a pretty easy time. Yeah. There's a couple of people that are scared. Uh, Myrna and Linda was scared, but basically once everybody got to the bottom they were like that was awesome i would do it again yeah linda was mostly scared of the running part yeah she didn't think like she could keep up with the running but she did it and she was like super proud of herself the brothers get lost on their way to the Mm -hmm. gondola 
and, and Jim so, and Marsha follow. They like hire a cab to yeah. lead them. So they like were super smart about trying to get to these locations. And so again, we were like, "Ooh, maybe they'll catch up." There's a chance. Yeah. Oh, and it's funny because when Bob and Joyce are getting the clue to do the paragliding and Joyce is like, oh, yes, I have always wanted to do this. <laughs> I'm just like, those two are just so darn cute. They're just so full of adventure <laughs> in their old age. So the brothers arrive and they barely miss a gondola that just left to go up. Oh, yeah. So they're waiting. So all the teams, but the brothers and Jim and Marsha have finished the paragliding. Yes. And the clue that they get at the bottom of the paraglide says to go to the pit stop, the last team will be eliminated. Yeah, so and what's the pit stop? Drive 14 miles to the Bahia, to Bahia Lopez, a small bay. Find an unnamed island just off the shore of the bay. Mm, okay. So it's a 14-mile drive. Anyway, okay. so all the teams have landed the paragliding and got the clue for the pit stop, except for the brothers and Jim and Marsha. So the brothers get lost, and then they get to the gondola, and they miss the gondola, and um, Jim and Marsha arrive as the brothers are, like, getting onto a gondola. And then Jim and Marsha miss that gondola. Mm-hmm. Anyways, so this is another point. They're like, oh, my gosh, they can make up. They can do it. They, they got this. But they don't get on that gondola. No. And... They were so close, though. Mm-hmm. I wonder what would have happened. The brothers do the paragliding, and Jim and Marsha do the paragliding, but the brothers finish first. And, yeah. You can probably see where this is going. Yeah. So let's just uh, do the, the teams checking into the pit stop, and we'll come back to that. Because Colin and Chrissy were first, right? Yeah. Yes. Myrna and Charlotte were second. Myrna is always so worried that she is going to look bad for Phil. I know. She's like, has such a crush on him. <laughs> and they give him a hug every single time. And I think he's like, okay. Mm-hmm. Brennan and Nicole are team three. Uh, Bob and Joyce, team four. Cammy and Carly, <laughs> for some reason, swim to the island. I know. So there's just a tiny little shallow walkway from the road to the island. But I think there was like another spot around this corner that they parked their car and they jumped in and swam <laughs> Yeah, and Phil was like, well, that was quite an entrance. Everybody else just walked, but yeah. you, you're team number five. <laughs> and they were just, like, in their sports bras and stuff. And her one of the girls had, like, a white sports bra. And her hands were, like, in yeah. front of her the whole time. And they kind of just looked at each other like they were so annoyed. <laughs> Karen and Linda, the bowling moms, are team six. Chip and Kim are team seven. And then mm-hmm. Marshall and Lance are team eight. Which means Jim and Marsha are team nine and are eliminated. And there was one more time where it was mm-hmm. like, oh, they could make it up. Cause, but the brothers had to stop somewhere and ask Yeah, they seemed directions. like they were a little bit lost. And <sighs> again, Jim and Marsha hired a cab to get yeah. them. I really wanted Jim and Marsha to beat the brothers. The yeah. brothers are not very nice. They're not. Or fun. And Jim and Marsha are so cute and they've... Had they, some setbacks. <laughs> yeah, they seemed to, like, work really well together. Mm-hmm. And they seemed to, like, genuinely, like, be proud of each other. And and have fun. Yeah. Enjoy what they're doing. The they're brothers, super sweet. The brothers, I mean, they're not bad people. It's just they're, they're not nice when they don't get what they want. And they're kind of just, like, not as yeah fun as Jim and Marsha. Yeah, I'm interested to see if I like them better as the time goes on. So they're a little mo- emotional as Phil tells them that they're getting eliminated, but they say they're proud of each other and that they were glad that they had this experience together. 
and post-race stuff, their statistics, they were the first co-ed parent-child team. So we've had like mother and daughter and father and son, Mm. but this is the first time we've had co-ed. And I think that was like kind of their only interesting fact. (laughs) He was the first to get stitches, maybe? (laughs) Possibly. Their average was 7.33, so they took 10th out of 11th in the first leg, and then they jumped up to 3rd, mm. and then they went back down to 9th and were eliminated. Mm-hmm. So they kind of had like a bit of a roller coaster there. Marsha does have a Facebook, but she doesn't really post hardly ever. I couldn't find a whole lot of information about her. It looks like she possibly has a child, but that's it. And so... <laughs> After the episode was over, because we did watch this one together, I was like, I'm afraid to look up the information about Jim. Yeah. Like, when these older people on the race 20 years ago, when, you know, that they're going to be pretty old. Yeah. Now, it's always scary, Mm -hmm. because you're like, oh, no. But I I can't find anything on him. And I even, I googled, like, Jim McCoy obituary jacksonville florida there's a lot of jim mccoys that have died in jacksonville florida including his dad oh who is also a james mccoy so i saw his dad's obituary and i saw marcia's name in there and i was like oh no but it was marcia as the granddaughter so i i think he's still alive he's currently 72 I know, and that's another one where it's like, oh, he was only 52. Yeah. Our dad is 50... 56, six, almost. Almost 57. Yeah. 57. And he looks way younger than Jim. Way younger. <laughs> he's probably not in as good of shape, but... <laughs> yeah, he's our, not out of shape either, dad, but Jim was really, like, pretty good in shape. Our dad but. has a really bad back. He wouldn't be able to do this Oh, race. no. Never. But Jim, like, I would imagine he was like... If I had to look at his face... On this season? I would have said 60. 60. 62, maybe. Early 60s. Yeah. So when you said he was only 72, I was surprised. I thought he'd be like... Like 90? 90. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, not a whole lot, but... Yeah. I hope you guys don't think we're like ageist or we always are talking about how old people are. But it's just... No. I don't know what it is with this time of history. (laughs) The early 2000s. People in the 50s. Did not look 50. No. Uh, yeah. Who was it? It was Terry, Terry in season Ian, two. Yeah. And then um, the the air traffic controllers yeah. last season. Yeah. They looked way older than they were. Yeah. It's like, the, we like, it's like the Golden Girls syndrome. Like, yeah. Like in the Golden Girls, they were in their... 40s. Yeah. Early 50s, I think yeah. they were supposed to be. And they looked in, like, 70. I always thought that. I always thought we were watching a movie about, or show about, like, The oldest people ever. (laughs) Literally. And now when you look at people that are in their early 50s, that's, like, that's, like, Jennifer Aniston and Mm -hmm. Drew Barrymore, you know? And they're still, like, so stylish and beautiful. And not that the Golden Girls weren't beautiful, but just the style is very much changed (laughs) and makes people look younger, even when they're not. But we love when the old people are on the race, obviously. Mm-hmm. We are we are always, like, rooting for the older people, so. Yeah. Well, I think we're leaving South America next episode. Yeah. I think we I'm surprised we stayed here this long. I thought, I think so, too. <laughs> I thought two legs, but this is our third, so we're definitely leaving. 
I told Sadie when we were watching the episode that I I really think that we go to Egypt. I I have very specific memories of Charlotte and Myrna in Egypt. So mm. I don't know if it's next leg or like in the next couple, but well, I did say Africa last episode. Yeah. So the biggest thing this episode taught us was even if you get a standby ticket, book another ticket. Yeah. If you can book as many tickets as they'll let you, book yeah. tickets. But that was so silly. That was silly. And I wonder what would have happened. I wonder yeah. what would have happened if they got on that 910 flight. I know. And they would the have been first. Would have been yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. This is the Amazing Rewatch podcast. You can email us at theamazingrewatch at gmail.com. You can find us on Instagram at The Amazing Rewatch. Or you can join our Facebook group, The Amazing Rewatch Podcast. Please like, rate, and review and share with your friends and reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening. Bye.